TPR. Before we begin this episode, I have some news. And that news is uh, for the first time in over six years, uh, more like two, three years of consistently doing this, but six years since we've started, I can say that support for this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Oh, ho, 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 Sergei, congratulations. We're big time. We're big time. Big Don't time, talk to me. Big Don't time. The reaching out to a lot of people is fair. But, but. Support for this episode is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. So Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools. They've given us something to read, and I'm reading it. Um, They've recently launched the Men's Ultimate Hygiene Bundle, the performance package, and 4 million people worldwide trust Manscaped. Now, let's be clear. They sent us some stuff. They sent us a trimmer. They sent us another trimmer. They sent us... uh, There's a bag. We We have free stuff. That Manscaped sent to us, and they also sent us, uh, yeah, 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 they sent us deodorizers and all deodorant, yeah, <laughs> just for the one, <laughs> and then for the other one, there's a ball toner. What they've also given us is a discount code, shockingly, where we can now pass on some of our dubious success to our viewers. Uh, if you use the code TPR for Manscaped, you get a 20 percent discount which is which is pretty wow. massive and look as russell peters famously okay. said the audience is mostly south asian men and south asian men are famously hairy men who famously live in warmer climates so you know this is important we know this is important and you have a discount code to use now the most important thing that i feel in all of this that people don't cover is this this is a nose and ear <laughs> hair trimmer which in my advancing age, I've been told I need to use more and more. Uh, The stuff that they sent us, by the way, is waterproof. The trimmer even has my favorite feature, which is a light. Uh, So (laughs) use that as it may. But yeah, get 20% off and free shipping with code TPR at manscaped.com. Oh, there's there's boxers and a t-shirt as well. Boxers and a t-shirt as well. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code TPR. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. If you live in North America, Europe, UK, Australia, New Zealand, and the UAE and Saudi Arabia, you can use all of this. Waterproof, good stuff, supporting our podcast. Therefore, you need to support them too. Thank you very much for Manscaped sponsoring this episode. And uh, you'll be hearing more about this. You'll be hearing the same thing over this month. And uh, now let's begin our episode on a podcast about Pakistan's economy. <laughs> Some uh, thing I was listening to, maybe somebody on Colbert, where they were like, you know, everyone says, people, some people say that Putin's like a not a rational character he's unhinged he was like no he's he's had like five or six wars in the past 20 years and he's yeah. won all of them so yeah that's a that whole thing actually is like such a and it's been a problem here in western u.s media as well in new york times and post is like article after article has said that he's unhinged and he's irrational and things like that it's lazy analysis yeah love you haven't bothered studying the guy b it's like if he's irrational and unhinged 
this is not russia is an authoritarian dictatorship yes but it's not a banana republic yeah uske ird gird are other powerful people especially heads of intelligence and military yeah to unko agar nazar aa raha hai ki wo unhinged hai to wo usko hata nahi denge wo pagal ke bachche hain jo khudkushi karne nikle hain iske sath wo itna powerful to nahi hai na koi yeah he's not like stalin to nahi hai na wo agar stalin bhi hota stalin bhi unhinged hota ussr ki history bhari hui hai with khrushchev and others who the politburo thought had lost it and they removed him you know it's not and they will probably remove him after this because it's not going to plan it's not going amazingly well or as as they might have hoped uh yeah. so hai, and there's also one uh, that whole the oligarch thing where they have like a lot of influence because they have the money yeah. the real money chelsea bikne wala hai bro which cost there mbs ko wala khareed lo maybe they will unka to kuch keh bhi nahi sakte ha mbs ko wala bhai aa rahi hai newcastle chodo chelsea utha yeah yeah there's some golf tournament also that somebody want yeah. to start saudi arabia mein maine उड़ते उड़ते कहीं देखा था। It happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Trump's son-in-law Jared Kushner was there as well, and Phil Mickelson and a few other big guys were there. सही है ना फिर तो मतलब that's legitimate now. But खैर, you are Uzair Yunus. In case uh, I didn't make an intro, uh, and you run the Pakistan Army podcast, and you have a real job as well apart from this. Um, you might have seen Uzair. last year in the podcast panel that we did his first appearance on the show and i told him that you know he's definitely i'm going to have him back nearly a year later <laughs> now we're sort of making that happen so thank you very much for making the time was there uh, how well, are things for having you, me how are you doing yeah everything's good um things are fine here and in, in washington slowly reopening getting back to whatever quote unquote we can call normal life yeah in, yeah in the world that we live in um but it's also not a great last few days right not great in the sense that um war is never good and then when you look at social media pakistani social media debates it's mm. also you know disorienting and discouraging about what people end up talking about yeah um as well in the context of what's going on um but it's also in a way as telling somebody yesterday that it's heartening to see the ukrainians resist the way they have um i feel like you know just from my perspective that putin's a bully and he's walked into another country uninvited and he's gotten a reception that perhaps many of us did not expect Yeah. Um and in in weird ways like my you know as a pop culture reference we may be seeing a modern day 300 type sparta play out in ukraine um where a comedian who was elected yeah. has, yes. has, has he's not run away right yeah. we yeah, know yeah, a guy yeah. who ran away across our border in pakistan yeah. <laughs> uh, when push came to shove he's yeah. decided that he's going to stay um so everything besides that is good podcast is going well we're coming up on 100 episodes um i saw yeah it's grown organically really well mm. um but yeah couldn't 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 complain given the times that we live in i thought the podcast would be a good place to start but before that you mentioned you're in washington acha uh, uh, for the audience we're recording this at what i think is like 8 a.m. your time on a saturday yeah 8:05 on a saturday february 26 yeah, let's why, put the time stamp in there <laughs> yeah why why do this to yourself like when you it's 1 p.m. where i am and i was like all right man he's 
He's yeah. like, yeah. Is this your usual? Are you like a disciplined person? Yeah, I wake up early generally. Um, and actually, the podcast on Pakistani recordings, most of them are done either six or seven a.m. Oh, okay. Because um, I wake up, it's evening in Pakistan. Yeah. I yeah. I make my coffee and, you know, I'm like, let's do this. Mm. It gets me going in the day, mm. um, gets gets a good conversation flowing. Yeah. Um, and so, alone? yeah, I wake up early. No, no, no. My my wife is across in the other room there. And she's fine doing... with the 6 a.m. Yeah. discussions on finance. She's, she's, <laughs> she's up in the morning as well. I think she's okay. actually working herself right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Acha. So, how if washington is where you are how do you get you're from pakistan how do you go from pakistan to washington and start podcast what's that journey yeah so i mean look i grew up in pakistan uh karachi went to st paul's o levels wahan se kiya 40 london ke sath um kafi saron se abhi tak dosti hai hamara yeah yeah um, O-levels way to A-levels ke liye I went to grammar um, as a quote-unquote new G, which right, was right. Way is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah, there's a whole distinction in uh, grammar school between OGs and new Gs and there's like a weird class orientation yeah, yeah, yeah. which takes you six months <laughs> in terms of getting people to accept you for who you are um, which is a whole story in and of itself Yeah. Um, the experience that two years grammar mein um, pair, uh, I always wanted to, and my parents encouraged me to go abroad to study. Um, my siblings had not, they had studied in Karachi only uh, for their higher education. So I said, okay, sat lete hai, uh, apply karte hai, common apps apply kiya. Um, I got into three universities, Butler University, which is outside Indiana, Rice University in Houston, or uh, Bentley. And Houston, to mujhe jana nahi tha, cause I don't like the city. Oh, family zada hai, to mera yeah. mind Lots of places. Agar, haan, to agar main ja Houston, to fir Pakistan mein hi jate. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I used to love, and this is like, you know, an example of American soft power. I used to love this show, Boston Legal. I don't know if right. you've seen it or not. Yeah, yeah. So, wo so um, that's what I did. I went to Bentley, wanted to be an investment banker. It's a business school, studies finance and economics. Um, and then the financial crisis hit. And as I was studying in banking and things like that, I was like, this is not the place I want to be in because it was just like, it was morally like a weird thing. You know, mm. thode, 20, saal ke, 19 morals high temperature. Pe hote. So it was like a repugnant jobs morality I ended up at Deloitte. I did mm. consulting there in the technology sector, what's now called Deloitte Digital. Um and then Deloitte has a program that says either you go to your MBA or pay for it and come back and work, or you know, it's up to you what you want to do. Um, so my mentor sat me down, uh, Pakistani tha, uh, he's a good friend. Um, he technology ki baat kar rahe hain, kuch log, kuch aur sports ki baat kar rahe hain. excited hote ho jab, you know, policy ya geopolitics ya siyasat pe baat hoti hai. To tum MBA nahi karo, kya karoge MBA karke? He was like, curriculum check karo, tum aise Bentley se aayo, um, 
you know, it might be very similar to what you've already studied. So I looked at it and he was on point and I thought about it. And I thought back to my Bentley days where my English professor had once sat me down. I had written an English paper and probably was the only one in my class who wrote an English paper on the growing influence of China in Africa. This was 2008 when right, I wrote this. Right. So she had sat me down and said, I mean, you are business school, but your passion is different in a different place. So if you want to think about it, look at the Fletcher School. So it was okay. in my mind. And when Bilal at Deloitte said the same, uh, I was like, okay, let's look at Fletcher. The curriculum looked exciting. The program was very interesting to me. So then I ended up at the Fletcher School back in Boston, um, did my master's in public policy, what is called international law and diplomacy there. But basically my focus was um, security studies. So I, my master's thesis was in Pakistan's counterinsurgency doctrine um, and then economic policy. And I looked at broader emerging market economics as part of my studies. So all um, during that's, this time, uh, mm-hmm. this, your plan was to stay in the US, going back to Pakistan was not considered? There was a moment around 2014, 13, 14, when I wanted to. Um, I was uh, an Insafian at that time, very right. hardcore one. My brother right. reminds Past me tense. of that. Yeah. Uh, my brother reminds me of that. But as I finished uh, the master's program, sort of, you know, it was one of those things that uh, I wanted to work in the sort of uh, national security side of things. Okay. So, I had research with the professor, Professor Schultz at Fletcher, um, great mentor. So he sat me down and gave me a reality check. He's like, the research is very good. So my recommendations are also good. Counter-insurgency is on the top. Why are they winning first? How do they win? But he said, look, Pakistan, you know, I know that in your village, there is a village in your village. Or there is Because that's where the action will be. He was projecting 10 years ahead, right? This was like, so you think about it. This is him saying geoeconomics will be the focus before geoeconomics was a term. Um, so, I was like, okay. And then he was like, go work in Washington, find your way around in terms of sort of doing the research that you want to do. And that's how I ended up there. Um, but because my consulting background, tha, um, so I ended up at Albright Stonebridge Group, which is Madden Albright's consulting firm, uh, working on South Asia and technology policy. But basically, it was policy related to consulting with clients and helping international clients do business in South Asia and around right. the world. Right. So that's how I ended up there. And most of my focus was looking at the South Asian market, which is 90% India focused. Um, I continued to do Pakistan work because that was my you know, core interest from an intellectual perspective. And that's how the podcast came about. Um, hmm. So I don't know if it's a long winded answer to your question, but that's how I ended up in DC. And by 2019, 20, um, I was like, hey, I, I'm, I'm always interested in talking to people to learn more about Pakistan. And why not just do a podcast because I'm having those conversations in any case. Where were you having those conversations? Like just in person, online? Just in person or on the phone when you would engage with people for a client, right? And this is a true story and it's been years so I can talk about it. So I won't name the client. But a client came to us and said, we Pakistan gas terminal in Pakistan. And this is 2018. 
और हमारे आप असेसमेंट डे हमें बताए कि यू नो मीशत किस तरफ जा रही है और डिफॉल्ट होगा कि नहीं होगा आईएमएफ से पैसे आएंगे नहीं आएंगे पावर सेक्टर की सिचुएशन क्या है रिफॉर्म्स आउटलुक क्या वगैरह वगैरह राइट दे वांटेड टू डू अ रिस्क एनालिसिस तो व्हेन यू डू दैट लाइक आई एम सिटिंग इन वाशिंगटन मैं पाकिस्तान जाता रहता था फॉर वर्क सो इधर यू मीट पीपल इन पर्सन व्हेन यू आर इन पाकिस्तान और यू पिक अप द फोन एंड यू कॉल अ फ्यू पीपल एंड आस्क देम कि यार मतलब आई रीड दिस पॉलिसी आई एम सॉर्ट ऑफ सीइंग व्हाट द गवर्नमेंट इज सेइंग help me understand what they're actually doing and then i would go into the analysis right so that was basically a podcast conversation focused on a client and i was like i'm already doing that um why not talk to these smart people to let more people understand that mm. you know there is a difference between the rhetoric that we hear in the public domain and the actual reality and maybe shine a light on the reality of it yeah there was something you mentioned in the panel last year which i found to be like a good um like tagline or a good branding identity where you said that you wanted to take people on a journey of learning is the way you said it so now obviously a podcast there's this ties into the angle where you're having the conversation and you know your analysis and uh, conclusions are evolving as a result of those what were you seeing on the side of the public where you said where this understanding this sort of exposure is clearly missing here so they will need what the podcast will produce right because if everybody knows there was a gap that you identified in understanding knowledge approach to arguments whatever it may be what was that and where did you see it most was it just you know uh, twitter ignorance it was twitter ignorance it was ignorance in conversations i would have like as i said mera polyans ka group hai right yeah wo hum bade hue saath अमरीका में बैठा हूँ एंड आम लाइक यार तुम लोग तो फिर भी पाकिस्तान में हो यू लिव एंड ब्रीद एंड एंगेज विद दिस सिचुएशन एवरी डे हाउ कम इज इट दैट यू डोंट अंडरस्टैंड यूर नॉट यूर लाइक यू नो द क्रीम ऑफ द क्रॉप फ्रॉम वर आई सी ठीक है हमने ओ लेवल्स किया है पाकिस्तान से सेंट पॉल से मतलब दैट्स वन ऑफ द बेस्ट एजुकेशन यू कुड गेट एज अटीजन ऑफ कराची right uh, as a middle class sort of because pauls is was is still not that expensive of a school right. but it provides very high quality education so that was sort of one way the other was obviously with family and friends and others that you would talk to within and outside pakistan um then emerging data started coming out so for example american pakistan foundation ne ek do saal pehle ya dai saal pehle research ki thi um on how uh डायस्परा पाकिस्तानी डायस्परा जो है वो इन्फॉर्मेशन पाकिस्तान के बारे में कैसे कंज्यूम करता है उटर्ट्स 
you would get very good information. And then you turned on the TV um, at that same time. And the conversation was on TV. That's basically not true. Because I would ask like the reason I stumbled into this was like, I would ask the experts then, right? Privately. Yeah, this is the headline. My client is worried about this and they want to be sure that if they invest in Pakistan, they don't end up on the wrong side of FCRA, which is the Foreign Corrupt Regulations Act or FCPA. You know, UK and US and Japan, others have very strong anti-corruption laws, right? They have yeah, to abide yeah. by that. So that's why they were concerned about the headlines. And when I sat in private, the issues are XYZ. They're more market-oriented issues than corruption-oriented issues. Um, so that's not a risk in the Pakistani context, mm. right? And I was like, then why? I mean, in mainstream conversation, why don't you Yeah. Right? And that was basically the, the thing was that if I'm doing that already and I myself am learning these things, why not take everybody else did you may be interested? Did you, I was wondering when you were saying the WhatsApp only Batman because when I went to Pakistan uh, over the winter, abhi, uh, I saw it for the first time. Like, because WhatsApp disinformation because it's that joke or meme or whatever it was when we were kids and the internet was new, our parents told us not to believe anything we read on the internet. And now our parents believe everything on the internet. Like it's to the point where I saw people, uh, there was a, a YouTube collaborator phone pe. And uh, somebody was like, Aap dekhen, you report IV, American general ke Pakistan ke missiles itne advanced ho ke America tak, America tak And report thi, that was basically text written in the thumbnail of a YouTube video. Like the video wasn't even playing. And it was just that was written. And that was, and it's like, yeah, okay, mm. that must be true. Yeah. Like I was shocked at how there was no concept of interrogating the data. Se aai, validity. Kuch hai hi so that's one thing. So one question from that would be, you know, maybe your our friends, your friends are more tech savvy. They're perhaps more critical of this. Was did you feel that their level of that were they part of this WhatsApp information gaining uh, pool that the research looked at? And do you think this extends upwards? Because like maybe your friends aren't policymakers. Do the policymakers also? look at these sort of sources which are not really connected to reality uh and dusra sawal ye tha ki, did you ever get an answer for why the real reasons are not being discussed in mainstream news if the real reasons are known yeah so i mean look i'll, I'll take the second one first um why are they not being discussed is because um of various reasons the key among them, at least, and this is my opinion, there's no research on this per se, um, is a mismatch of incentives. Right. Um, between the corporate media, number one, but also between the interests of the quote-unquote political and non-political elite and the citizens on the other side. On the corporate media side, what are you gunning for? You're gunning for eyeballs, right? You're gunning for ratings. I'm gunning for ratings as Pakistani too, let's be sure, honest. Right? Sure. But I have like 10,000 subscribers. Yeah. I go to my friend sent me another news channel, which does some of the stuff that you were just alluding to. Unke 2 million followers. 
now if i get into the incentive mismatch of i need to make money from pakistanomy which i don't right now so i'm okay with it but let's assume i do it's very easy for me to turn up the channel or yeah. the turn up the volume on the kind of garbage that you were talking about to make that money right i would get 2 million subscribers monetization ho jayegi bade acche paise you know yeah. jayenge from youtube monetization so that's the mismatch it's on youtube and it's on corporate media because you need eyeballs on the citizen versus elite side the incentive is mismatch because the entire status quo is a beneficiary of the status quo yeah so yeah. it is in its very interest to continue to you know in urdu like tarki batti ke piche laga de aapko taaki jo system hai wo continue kare aap kabhi samjhe ke corruption masla hai aap kabhi samjhe ke tadariti nizam masla hota to masla nahi hota आप कभी समझेंगे ये इसराइल की साजिश है yeah. मिसाइल हमने बना दिए तो अब वो हमें गिराने की सोच रहे हैं क्योंकि हमारे मिसाइल तो वहां तक पहुंचते yeah, yeah. <laughs> तो वो आपको ट्रक की बत्ती के पीछे लगा देते हैं ताकि आप कुछ ना कुछ नया चूरन खाने लग जाएं और जो स्टेटस को है वो कंटिन्यू करें सो आई थिंक दैट्स द आंसर टू द सेकंड क्वेश्चन ऑन द फर्स्ट वन आई हैव सीन लाइक ऑल सॉर्ट्स ऑफ पीपल फॉल फॉर व्हाट्सएप्स um and in many ways um jo you know to your point that you said like uh, our parents uh, when we were growing up would say ke tum kharab ho jaoge computer se aur chat kar rahe ho aur ye wo um in in effect they've become the victims of the yeah. very concern that they had um right especially but it's across generations mm. i think this it is tiktok pe bhi bhari hui hai um all sorts of weird cuckoo stuff um so i think it's a common thing um in our culture i would say we're more prone to some of this stuff because we're uh, in in many ways we're not a written society we're more of a vocal society so jab hum bachpan se bade hote hain i still think about the fact that you know no one taught me or anybody when we went to the masjid for madrasa or for namaz or for the juma khutba to ask the imam ke jo aap keh rahe hain jiski tashreeh aap kar rahe hain ya aapne padhi kahan se uski source kya hai yeah या आप जो चीज कोट कर रहे हो कहते इधर से आई है या yeah. सही बुखारी से आई है कहीं से आई है बट वी डोंट क्वेश्चन देम ऑन देयर इंटरप्रिटेशन राइट वो तो एक तो वर्स है ना उसकी इंटरप्रिटेशन कैसे की कहाँ से आपने उसकी चेन ऑफ एनालिसिस किया है भाई yeah. किसी ने तो किया होगा हजार साल पहले एक एनालिसिस फिर आपने उसको बिल्ड किया वगैरह तो वो हम पूछते नहीं है कॉन्सेप्ट ऑफ पूछना इज नेगेटिव चुप करो तुम्हें कुछ नहीं पता चुप कर हे something else is going on here that we need to be paying attention to yeah yeah it would be like a you know gross misstatement to say okay these things are only negative and they've only had uh, adverse consequences especially because 
जस्ट वो वाली बात के यू नो इफ यू थिंक पाकिस्तान में लोगों की मेंटालिटी चेंज वगैरह बिफोर द इंटरनेट यू जस्ट डिडेंट हैव एक्सपोजर टू ऑल्टरनेटिव एनीथिंग सो राइट इट जस्ट पाकिस्तान में ऐसे होता है एंड दैट्स ऑल यू सी योर होल लाइफ टीवी पे भी आपको वही दिखाएंगे बाहर आपने मुल्क से जाना नहीं है इट्स एक्सपेंसिव बाहर से लोग तो आते नहीं है बिकॉज हालात खराब है वटेवर but now with the internet and everybody's pocket especially things like tiktok which are so pervasive and you know it's just like fun ideas but wo wali baat hai na ke acha ji tiktok pe everyone's dancing in public and that's like a very basic idea ke like pakistan mein to aisa ho hi nahi sakta perhaps koi sochega ke kyun nahi ho sakta why are things the way they are like it's a leap but wo wali baat hai na ke when you expand the probability over like tens of millions of people to wo chote chote statistical anomalies jo hai wo they get realized how's the podcast experience been then now you're at 10k i think you were at like 4000 last year we spoke um to how how has your initial idea when you started ki main logon se baat karunga and ye hum achhi baatein karenge and log samjhenge and they will gain knowledge from this how has that stood up to what could be like entrenched biases against ek to what you're saying ke you know yaar tumhare guest nahi pasand ya they just don't like your line of questioning maybe they don't trust you ke bhai tum to america mein rehte ho agent ho has that happened i'm sure it has happened a little bit <laughs> but i think broadly broadly speaking it's been good it's been more um people have been more receptive and and open to the conversation than i thought because i remember jab meri mushaf zadi se is bare mein baat kiti i was like yaar 500 banda bhi nahi sunega Right, thousand are coming. So big thing, right? And like we're ten x that, and I was wrong in that assessment, right? And this is all organic in that sense. Um, so it's been good. There are people who engage more. Mm. Um, there's always when I do an episode on India, there's always a few bugs that comment. Um, just find us there, right? And like free free yeah. space, bro. Like you know, join and come in the conversation. Um, so there is, and it's interesting in that sense as well. uh which we were talking about sort of pakistan right in terms of the conversation i've noticed is interesting related to conversations focused on pakistan and the number of indians interested in that so 30% of my audience are indians mm. um which is like you know as i was acha bhai matlab inko bhi shauk hai pakistan ke bare mein and their mainstream media is not providing that right yeah, so yeah. they're also interested yeah. in learning more about across the border ho kya hai um so overall it's been good and people sort of some people i've sort of seen over time like talking about that journey right and the, the way they comment and you know um that they seem to have also begun to understand um you know what we're trying to get at and again the idea itself is that it's not confrontational it's not shor sharaba it's like you know i had a guest who was whose book recommendation was confessions of an economic hitman and i vehemently disagree yeah. with anybody who thinks that book is worth the paper it's printed on right but hey that was her world view she was putting it out there and what interestingly happened was that if you sort of look at the comments in that video the audience itself was like hey this doesn't add up because we've listened to other things that you know others have said mm. um so you know that's also a good test to say okay when somebody with a very different set of contrarian views that may not be that cohesive um comes on the audience sort of is able to sort of filter that out mm-hmm. and then with confrontational wali baat so when you do encounter i think i asked you this previously also but when you do come across this because you know in your field of like geo economics 
there are clear binaries that can be chosen and there can be people who you disagree with fundamentally. Have you had such people on, like you had one example at least, and in that scenario, would you like disagree with them? Would you just ask them to keep elaborating until perhaps they reach the point where, you know, you win, quote unquote, I don't think that's the purpose, but you know. Yeah, no, I don't press them in that sense, right? Look, like, I mean, I'll give you an example. Niftai Smile was on a couple of episodes ago. He talked about um, the power sector. And I was like, what would, what would you do differently given where we are? And his argument was, and I'm summarizing this, was that we'll just sell more power by making it cheaper and that'll help us sort of do that, right? And and I pressed him a little bit on that saying, you know, help me understand like what would it be? And then he talked about privatization of discos, other things. Um, people who follow the energy sector a lot more than I do um, said his facts were wrong and I should have pressed him, etc. That's not my format, right? right. So right. I let him put it out. I, I when when where it didn't make sense to me, I said, "Can you elaborate to give me a better, clearer picture?" And then it's up to the guest about how wonky they want to get with it, right? And how much detail they want to provide. Mm. But my goal is to get them to talk about their vision in broad strokes. Right. From a, if he's a politician, right? If he's an academic, it's a very different type of a conversation. In any case, but he's putting out the numbers he believes in and the methodology he thinks is going to be there for reforms. Um, he's open to providing as much detail, and I'm open to listening. Okay, if he wants to go into 15 minute monologue to explain that, more power to them. I'll listen, right? Um, but then it's up to the audience to judge whether this adds up to scrutiny or not it may not right. add up to my personal scrutiny but i won't i don't usually say that um unless it's something egregious i will just press in the sense that okay help me understand x y yeah, yeah, yeah. and and we go on and then we move on from that point hmm. i only ask because you know with over the years with the uh, you know the joe rogan situation being where people come on the show and they say egregious things and which Joe Rogan himself might not agree with and obviously he says that it's not you know his job to do this um, but the implication being that I think in your case it might be clearer where the audience hopefully understands that this is not something you are endorsing and their own intellectual interrogation of the facts is required if and recommended i think with joe rogan that doesn't come across because people trust joe rogan and just yeah. bringing somebody on his show is considered buzzy endorsement which is a really i followed the whole drama loosely with joe rogan i think yeah. that's such a stupid way of critiquing somebody because like just because i'm talking to somebody does not mean i believe or agree with yeah. what they're saying and oh. i think this is the weird part of the world we live in now is that okay matlab you know i have friends who in india who believe in the bjp sure that does not make me a bhakt it does not also make them a bigot by definition huh, huh. Right. And we're living in this world of binaries where it's yeah, like, yeah, I think with Joe Rogan, there's also the like inertia of his like enormous audience where, you know, there will 100% be vastly more idiots 
स्पेसिफिक set of parameters things related to south asia finance that sort of stuff have you have you tried going outside those borders maybe more pervasive issues do you consider your work to be within boundaries yeah it has to be within boundaries and i touch on like geopolitics and regional developments um etc um every once in a while because it links back to what's yeah. going on in pakistan but beyond that like i'm not going to get into like let's see hi i mean i've had professors professor kuru came on and talked about like his book which is about um how and why authoritarianism became the norm in muslim majority countries okay. right okay. and it's like deep intellectual work around the history and i had him because that's a topic that relates to pakistan and its sure. political economy um so as long as i can draw that connect as loose at that as that might be yeah. i think that works but beyond that <clears throat> not really like i'll have like i've had abdul majid jafri come and talk about um legal issues in pakistan right related to cases being stuck and nasla tower versus beria town versus stuff um that's more on the social end of yeah. the political economy but it links to the politics of the political sure. economy as sure. well and you can't sure. disconnect those so that's how i see it acha hum itsay baat kar li about all these discussions you've had have your has has what you've learned on the podcast been in many in any way completely different to what you expected from pakistan ke masle masail or has what you've heard largely been in line with what you suspected basically i'm going to ask you to try and summarize pakistan ke masle kya um mm. in your view but throughout these like 100 episodes nearly um has your have your suspicions been confirmed mostly or has there also been like stuff or like oh shit acha if this is true then i was not on the right path yeah i mean it's a bit of both mostly it's been sort of on point in terms of what i figured the issues were um but some have been shocking not as a oh i was wrong about this but oh how i underestimated the problem itself like, i'll give you an example yeah. um adil mansoor i'm trying to get him on the show again in the next couple of weeks he writes for business recorder um does fantastic research on agriculture theek hai i've had him a couple of times talk about agriculture markets particularly wheat ke matlab why is it that matlab bachpan se leke aaj tak jo hai 2 saal gandum bahut zyada hoti hai teesre saal shortage ho jati hai fir hum import karte hain fir kuch masla ho jata hai right ke ye kyun matlab hai kya chakkar and he's looked at it and explained it right so he confirmed most of what i knew to be true but then he shares other data where for example there is you know you've heard of circular debt in pakistan mm. right bijli ke andar aur gas ke andar there is a circular debt in the commodity sector in pakistan wo taqriban 1 trillion rupees tak pahunch chuka hai theek hai ye this is basically jo hukumat e pakistan hukumat nahi hukumat e pakistani hukumatein pakistan ke andar including punjab and sindh in particular minimum support price set karti hain gandum ki usko procure karti hain aur fir usko aage market mein bechti hain flowers flower banane ke liye उसके अंदर गवर्नमेंट बाइज द वीट फॉर एंड द प्राइस इट रिलीज इट टू 
and there's a negative so loss right so uski wajah se commodity debt banta hai so the government sells at a loss usually so the, when it sells at a loss the debt piles up and it flows to a trillion rupees at this point um and the situation is so grim that governments are now um if i remember what adil said correctly governments are now borrowing money to pay interest on the loans that they owe to the banks why does the government sell at a loss just that's because we thing? believe as a country that we need to have cheaper atta acha and so the government intervenes in the market plays a huge role in the wheat market and so the issue in the wheat sector is not that there is some mafia or some sort of like wo ho sakta hai kuch corruption ho rent seeking ho kuch ho sakta hai but the core reason why all of this happens is that the government has a major footprint in the market itself and it's an inefficient player and it enters the market and it distorts it and through those distortions everything goes around mm. right mm. and to me that was like oh crap like you know the situation is much more grim than what i envisioned it to be but yeah. on the flip side the solution is also much more easier mm. which is that market ko apna kaam karne do like I'll, and he gave me this example and others have written about this too if you look at sugarcane wheat and um sugarcane wheat and rice in pakistan sugarcane ka crisis har dafa hota hai mm. gandum ka crisis har dafa hota hai chawal ka crisis aapne kabhi hota hai suna nahi hoga mm. what's the diff and chawal hum export karte hain by the way yes yes basmati pe patte chal rahe hain basmati hum x11 export karte hain aur ab america mein milta hai to why is it ke do markets mein crisis hota hai aur teesri jo hum import export karte hain usme nahi hota kyunki chawal ki market mein government ka itna role nahi hai so this market mein government intervene karti hai kisi bhi market and this is economic theory right it's an inefficient player it's 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 leading to a loss of consumer welfare and that's what's happening but you will rarely talk and hear anyone talk about market oriented reforms in the agricultural sector especially in wheat and sugarcane because the entire incentive mechanism is structured in a way that it's leading to rents which the taxpayer is paying for through subsidies us subsidy ki mad mein debt bhi badh raha hai ठीक है तो टैक्स पेयर उसके भी कॉन्ट्रीब्यूट कर रहा है ओवर टाइम टू पे बैक दैट डेट विद इंटरेस्ट और उसके मद में उसको सस्ता आटा भी नहीं मिल रहा लेकिन ये काम चले जा रहा है वो गंदम स्मगल भी हो जाता है प्राइस भी बढ़ जाती है मिलता भी नहीं है हम सब्सिडी भी दे रहे हैं टैक्स पेयर उस पर भी खर्चा कर रहे हैं लेकिन चल रहा है काम वट आई वुड सस्पेक्ट और expert knows this and obviously my neighbor, other people know this as well the government will be pata hoga ye baat to why are they still everything in my mind in pakistan i think ke kahin na kahin somebody is making money somebody in power and therefore they will like wo wali baat that you said kids in the interest of the status quo to maintain the status quo the loss is not affecting them but the process is netting them some sort of kickback skimming whatever विच इज माई प्रोफेशनल जॉब रिलेटेड बायस के वो करते रहेंगे वो इज दैट समेर क्लोज टू द रियालिटी set aside what's going on in india with hindutva and everything yeah, yeah. look at their structure yeah india ki lok sabha mein aapko kisan ka representative bhi milega 
आपको दलित भी मिलेगा आपको मुसलमान भी मिलेगा आपको ब्राह्मण भी मिलेगा और बाकी क्रिश्चियन रिप्रेजेंटेटिव भी मिलेंगे फिर आप स्टेट लेवल पे चले जाएं यूपी से आंध्र प्रदेश तक यही आपको एक डाइवर्सिटी नजर आएगी उनके पार्लियामान में जहाँ गरीब का भी रिप्रेजेंटेटिव है और अमीर का भी रिप्रेजेंटेटिव है ठीक है तो यू सी डाइवर्सिटी ऑफ रिप्रेजेंटेटिव राइट विच मीन्स दैट वेन पॉलिसी इज फ्रेम वेन डिबेट्स आर हैपनिंग अबाउट सरकार ने क्या करना है किसको बेनिफिट्स देने हैं everybody gets a voice and a share of the pie essentially yeah. so they can compete for it in parliament yeah now if you look at ek to hamara nizam waise hi kabhi jamhooriyat hoti hai kabhi hybrid hota hai kabhi martial law hota hai to ek to ye flaw is structurally historical burden ha dusra ke jab jamhooriyat hoti bhi hai to if you look at islamabad mein kaun baitha hai ya lahore aur sindh ki assembly mein ya quetta ki assembly mein peshawar ki assembly mein kaun baitha hai it's very easy to see ke these are not the representatives of the average joes of pakistan yeah this was basically yeah, nah. back in the day nqm ki tagline yahi thi na ke aam aadmi ko senate tak pahuncha denge ha to wo to middle class ka representative ya kisan ka representative ya trade union ka representative aapko pakistan ki parliament mein nazar nahi aayega uski wajah se hota hi hai ke jab aap policy banate hain to access to power corridors hai hi nahi लोगों का तो वो जब नहीं होगा एक्सेस तो किसका एक्सेस होगा अमीरों के रिप्रेजेंटेटिव का होगा इंडस्ट्रियलिस्ट का आ जाएगा बैंकर्स का आ जाएगा फर्टिलाइजर कंपनी का आ जाएगा किसी और के शुगर शुगर मिल ओनर का आ जाएगा तो दैट्स इसेंशियली द प्रॉब्लम के दायर डिबेट डन गेट्स शिफ्टेड अराउंड से हम सब्सिडी दे रहे हैं ताकि आवाम को सस्ता आटा मिले वही मैंने जो पहले का ट्रक की बत्ती के पीछे आपको लगा दिया किसी और चीज के एसेंशियल जो इशू है वो उस पर बात नहीं हुई एंड इट कंटिन्यूज एंड इट कंटिन्यूज एंड वी डोंट रिफॉर्म एंड वी डोंट रिफॉर्म इन अ वे दैट जनरेट्स इंक्लूसिव गवर्नेंस इंक्लूसिव ग्रोथ इंक्लूसिव डेवलपमेंट एंड वी कंटिन्यू टू सेग्रीगेट आर सेल्स इन टू दैव एंड नॉट एंड एंड आई थिंक दैट्स अ बेग बेग इशू इन देंस दैट यू नो आई मीन मैं हर साल जब भी एफ की डायरेक्टरी आती है हंसता हूँ पार्लियामान में ऐसा कैसे हो सकता है कि वजीर आजम से लेके अक्रॉस पार्टीज वजीर आजम से लेके लॉ मिनिस्टर तक रेगुलर पार्लियामेंटेरियन तक लोग खुशी खुशी ऑन एवरेज कुछ लोग हैं जो ज्यादा टैक्स देते हैं बट ऑन एवरेज दे पे लेस इन टैक्सेस देन बिजनेसमैन इन सदर इन कराची अनारकली का जो ताजर है वो ज्यादा टैक्स देता है झूठ कि यू आर लाइक यू आर नॉट इवन प्रिटेंडिंग के यू नो थोड़ा सा कर लें इट्स लाइक क्या करोगे यू कॉन्ट डू एनी थिंग दे नो दिस एंड यू नो दिस सो वाई इवन बॉदर प्रिटेंडिंग सिस्टम इज इज ओरियंटेड टूवर्ड्स एक्सट्रैक्शन ऑफ रेंट इज वेरी वी मे बी अ पोस्ट कॉलोनियल सोसाइटी बट द सिस्टम इट सेल्फ इज वेरी कॉलोनियल वेरी कॉलोनियल इन देंस नॉट इवन के जो एक्सट्रैक्ट हो रही है वेल्थ वो वापस आपके मुल्क में रह रही है इट्स एक्चुअली फ्लोइंग आउट सोसाइटी की मेंटालिटी uh, यही हो गई है कि आपने पैसे बनाने हैं पाकिस्तान में फिर आपने अपने मामू के थ्रू या चचा के थ्रू या कजन के थ्रू या बेटे बेटी के थ्रू दुबई किसी तरह पैसे पहुंचाने या लंडन पहुंचाने right so to phir there's, there's a reason why there are papa johns owned by people who grew up in pakistan <laughs> what i mean if you go through pakistani twitter ki meme history na aapko kafi political knowledge bhi mil jayegi 
ये बदलेगा तो नहीं ना फिर दिस सेटअप बदलेगा इवेंचुअली हाउ व्हेन द पीपल गेट डेस्परेट इनफ लुक द क्वेश्चन दैट द पाकिस्तानी लीड नीड टू बी आस्किंग देमसेल्व्स इज दैट आर दे गोइंग टू लेट अदर्स हैव अ बिगर शेयर ऑफ द पाई व्हाई वुड दे डू दैट या नो आई मीन दैट्स द थिंग आर दे विलिंग टू डू दैट or are they going to risk massive political social upheaval and i'll i'll give you why that's the case right if you look at the population pyramid of pakistan in terms of demographics where a young society median age under 25 as well yeah as within that say, as people say pakistan mein potential bahut hai potential bahut hai but yeah. it's a ticking time bomb right yeah uh, put yourselves in the shoes of a 20 20 year old in 2022 you're on tiktok you're on youtube you're looking at what, where the world is going you're looking at where your peers are going and you're feeling left behind you but you have aspirations and ambitions within that cohort you're also likely to have the same number of children maybe a one half a child less on average than your parents did meaning you're going to birth another three of you in the next 10 years now fast forward from 22 to uh, 2035 13 years aage chale jao 35 saal ke ho gaye ho that person man woman either way your aspirations have not been met there are millions of you and you've birthed millions others and you yeah. can't meet their potential yeah. on top of it there's climate change there is no clean air hamari yeah. generation ko to at least clean air mil gayi thi wo yeah, yeah. nahi hai sahi hai kuch resources nahi hai it's massive and the rich have sort of extracted more at that point you will reach a critical mass hmm. that will either end up on the streets as a um socialist type movement which has happened in the world unlikely in pakistan because we don't teach our people socialism and inclusion yeah, in that sense yeah yeah so the more likely route is the tlp type route ke wo growth ho wahan se jo hai ek middle finger dikhai jaye status quo ko jo dikhai ja rahi hai in punjab at this point yeah or it bursts onto the scenes as a lava and see when i mention this to people <clears throat> people say well we are security state will clamp down on it the problem became happening now in pakistan is that the radical ideology is being in in the sense and i view tlb as a radical ideology that type of ideology is found has found a home in the villages and the towns from which the security state itself recruits from yeah yeah a very different phenomenon yeah and when that bursts as a social sort of movement onto the scene saying we demand our own share of this pie and screw you um it's going to be very difficult for the security state to respond to it because the recruits of the security state itself will be coming from the same place mm. and the same world view mm. um and that's i mean that's where i fear things may head yeah but then wo wali baat hai na ki the people in charge now like if we're looking at it even the, this is what you gave is like a a 12 13 year 13 year like trajectory but even within the next 5 years 10 years our governments only look at short term achievements will be personal achievement like nothing really for the benefit of the people well, towards the end of the tenure bahut sare jaise now we're seeing islamabad mein expressways announce ho gaye ye ho gaya wo ho gaya nothing of this scale this sort this sort of price tag attached to it that would have been way more useful maybe even cheaper was done pichle 5 saalon mein it it just seems like I don't know. Like my cynical view is that everyone knows that there is nothing term complete. Uh, we can't really. We're not really interested in making meaningful change. 
तो जितना टाइम है पैसे कमाओ कल को अपराइजिंग हो गई तो वी हैव होम्स अब्रॉड एनीवे तो व्हेन द अपराइजिंग हैपेंस दिस थियोरेटिकल पाकिस्तानी स्प्रिंग Iran when the khomeinis came yeah right? it's like a or legacy question what uh, you're saying do you want to accommodate right and i think there's another flip side to it which has actually been the uh, biggest curse um, and when i do some presentations i always put it is like pakistan is a geopolitical rent extractor okay. for its history ke 50s mein 50s mein hum 47 mein independent hue cold war chal gayi to humne americanos se dosti kar li cto cento ke hum dost ban gaye theek hai na तो हमें पैसे मिलने अमदाद मिलने लगी है यू खान के जमाने में बड़ी जबरदस्त कॉन्वर्जेशन एज अटी तो अफगान जिहाद छड़ जाती है तो फिर हमें जो इमदाद मिलती है उस पर हम गुजारा कर लेते हैं टाइम निकल जाता है नाइन्टीज आते हैं नाइन्टीज में सेंक्शन लग जाते हैं हालात खराब होने लगते हैं मुशरफ को करता है मुशरफ अनपॉपुलर इंटरनेशनली पराया ईयू अमेरिका लिफ्ट नहीं कराने के चक्करों में तो एक मोमेंट आ रहा होता है कि आपने ठीक करने अपनी रास ठीक करनी है तो नाइन इलेवन हो जाता है उससे पैसे मिलने लग जाते हैं फिर अमेरिकनों से आपकी कुट्टी हो जाती है तो आपको फिर होता है कि अच्छा आप क्या होगा तो चीन जो है वो बी लॉन्च कर देता है तो आपको सी मिल जाता है राइट अब आप फिर एक इन्फ्लेक्शन पॉइंट पर आ चुके हो कि जो चीन से बड़े पैसे आने थे वो अब नहीं आ रहे आईएमएफ हल्का हाथ आपके ऊपर रखा रखा हुआ है कि अब आपको और नहीं देंगे सऊदी वगैरह भी कूल डाउन हो गए थोड़ा सा तो देर इज अनदर मोमेंट ऑफ इन्फ्लेक्शन कमिंग राइट एंड एंड मैं जो करता हूँ लोगों से कि मतलब द बेस्ट सोल्यूशन इफ इफ यू नो यू लुक एट डिवाइन इंटरवेंशन फॉर सेवेंटी प्लस ईयर इन द पाकिस्तानी कॉन्टेक्स डिवाइन इंटरवेंशन वुड भी के यार मतलब या तो ईरान के ऊपर कोई चढ़ दौड़ है या कोई और जियोपॉलिटिकल डेवलपमेंट हो जाए जिसमें हम कहेंगे भाई yeah, yeah. हमें और पैसे हाँ कोई पैसे और आ जाए तो दैट माइट पुश दिस थिंग अनदर 15 20 30 फॉरवर्ड बिकॉज़ वी वी गेट द असिस्टेंस नीड एंड द वर्ल्ड नोज दिस इज वेल सी द वर्ल्ड वॉन्ट्स टू इंटरक्ट एंड एंगेज एंड एंड पाकिस्तान it's the only muslim nuclear power it has an army that is very capable of fighting a war um and it, it is important in that sense geopolitically important in this location etc but the key reason why they want to engage and interact with you is that you have a ton of nuclear bombs mm-hmm. and therefore is on scenario ki baat kar rahe the ki elites flee out kar jaye aur yahan koi radical movement aa jaye khomeini type that's the biggest fear right yeah. is that a radical power you know movement comes up and gets to power in islamabad and pindi and then the nuclear weapons are in the hands of somebody that yeah. perhaps scares the living daylights out of the west and, and even seems, china in that sense it seems it seems like a fantastical unrealistic fear maybe now or maybe 5 years ago but in this 25 year plan 10 year 20 year plan if all this continues to happen nothing goes wrong hamare halat can't stand up to our own requirements 
then it just slowly slowly becomes more yeah. real you know iran and see the thing is yeah and the thing is it may be a very fantastical sort of you know if you put it on a probability spectrum maybe 2% chance of that happening sure. right i myself would rate it at 5% chance of happening but when you are making a probability of 5% let's say 2% of a crazy outcome in a nuclear armed country the fallout of that is significant yeah, which means yeah, that yeah. you will be willing to put some money on the table to insure to buy insurance against that 2% outcome right yeah. which is what the world does with us yeah is like acha aapka collapse hone wala hai ye lo 2 arab de diya aapko acha aapko sasta tel chahiye aapko oil facility de di yeah right not and, because and they care about us but they care about what will happen they're guarding their interests yeah, yeah, yeah they're guarding yeah. their interests that's what it is and what we fail to do is that we haven't been able to reform our economy to say look we don't want you to just give us a little bit of money to guard our interests we actually fundamentally want to meet this potential of our people mm. so let's look at that mm. but there is again going back to the status quo there is no interest to do that because everybody yeah. gets rich everybody who's in power gets rich through the current system yeah. itself so yeah. why would they change to her ha we i i wonder then like you know one would wonder then okay what would you want how would you get this message through get buy in from the status quo wale log within the next 5 10 years to make this change like i don't know do you have to like just convince the army ke bro ye to sunenge nahi tum log sun lo but then why would they listen look kal meri ek dost se baat hui thi or sitting down he's uh, a lot older than i am and i've seen a lot of the old era things play out um including the cold war so i was talking about ukraine and stuff and then he obviously talked about pakistan he made a very interesting point he was like was there no in 70 plus years we've tried all the experiments we've tried martial law we've tried hybrid we've tried presidential mm. we've tried some level of democracy the only thing that we haven't consistently tried is constitutional rule okay where all the parties involved from the politicians to the establishment and its institutions govern the country as per the letter and spirit of the constitution itself yeah, yeah. and that is i fundamentally believe that is the only solution for the country and where it is yeah. okay so long as institutions will engage in each other with each other in this turf battle in terms of who has more influence and power for a small piece of the pie the pie will continue to shrink you will continue to lose relevance and your people will be continue to be poorer and worse yeah. off than the rest of the world yeah and how do we get to that level is a very difficult conversation a very difficult question it requires very difficult decision making at the very top because it is a top problem yeah um but it also requires people and citizens to inform themselves about what constitutionalism means what does it get us to how do institutions function how does corruption in the judiciary impact us for example it has to lead to very tough conversations and again that connects back to why do pakistanis is that you have to inform people yeah right, right that these are not these are not easy problems to solve and they've been compounded by decades and decades of misgovernance and and lack of respect for constitutionalism and in a diverse society like ours this is the only path we haven't tried we've tried everything else abhi ki rasta baki hai usko bhi try kar lo 15 20 saal i'm fundamentally of the view that if we go down that path a lot of our problems will get solved yeah because yeah. 
it, it is fundamental, right? It's like if if the prime minister is consistently worried about how he will be undermined or she will be undermined by others yeah, 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 yeah. through non-democratic means because she is taking or he's taking a policy decision that they've been elected for and they've been told to do and somebody doesn't like it so they undermine them. Yeah. If they're constantly worried about that, how will they make forward look? That's why I said that every every plan is short term because you don't know if there is a long term for not the long term. So, yeah. not even a year. Like, will you even get to finish this term? Like, yeah. And and that's been the thing since when Ayub Khan came, right? Because if it can happen once, it can happen anytime. Like, yeah. You know. So yeah. And so when there is this agreement that we will run things by the constitution, it gives comfort to everybody, right? We're not yeah. there yet. It'll take us some time to get to that, you know, utopian self of constitutional rule. But if we agree to start that journey together and, and tolerate each other through that journey, then it gives everybody a bit of confidence to say, okay, you know what, like I can make certain decisions um, that I think are right. They may be terrible. And if they're terrible, I will go to the polls. Um, and I don't think polls in five years, there are no, local no. government elections, right? Yeah. I'll go to the polls in local government and I'll get smacked and then I'll have to change my status quo, right? And and I think that is the process by which you go. It's very weird in Pakistan that گیونگ future influence future cash flows for non material gains which is like a hard decision for even like a normal person to make ke principal ki basis pe aap kal ke paise kal ke dha ke plot aap chhod dein because it's the right thing to do for the wider public jab aur mein you know it's that that sort of thing but then coming to the potential bit hard segue towards this report could you call it this paper that you put out on um the tagline i remember is okay you know if if we invest now in cryptocurrency and you know making um okay, structures that facilitate crypto ka scene 100 billion dollars ban rahe hamare agle 15 saal mein so how, where did this idea come to you like, yeah how did this so- start Yeah, so look, I mean, the, the full-time hat that I wear, um, two-fold is one, I continue to do consulting work for companies who want to sort of align what we call align their business with public good needs, yeah, right? Yeah. And so the example I'll give you for that is like we did a project in uh, Mexico mm. where the client was like, yeah, we're a big retailer. We're being left behind in the e-commerce fight. And we need to fundamentally understand how is it that we pivot into e-commerce, but pivoted in... excuse me, pivoted in a way where we can tell Mexicans that we're actually a force for progress in the country. Now, how, do you, how do you bridge that, right? And so we, my work is like, okay, let's understand your market, where it's going, what's your core customer, and long story short of that project was that their core customer was the digital divide wala Mexican, which doesn't have data access or data or smartphone. So we were like, your core customer is somebody who can't shop online right now, but they come to your store. They're the 
40% of the population of the country. And you can digitize them and your story can be I'm digitizing them. But as you digitize them, where do they shop? They shop with you. So as they switch to online commerce, they will come to you first. Like the Facebook that model. Exactly. Through Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So it was like you launch a product. And so that's like, how do you align? Right. And then you can say our e-commerce pivot is also good for Mexico because we're trying to digitize the country. Um, And so that's a lot of my work. So the idea for this uh, Web3 paper came because I was doing similar work on crypto last year. I was like, this is very fascinating. And in Pakistan, the conversation was dominated by Wakar Zaka. And this is speculation, gambling, yeah, hai, which yeah, is in yeah. many parts. India may be a conversation. Yeah. So the idea was like, I was like, again, it's like the same thing, right? Like what you're seeing in the headlines, probably not true. Started talking to experts and they, you know, told me like, hey, this is like very different. And I was like, okay, let's bring together a few people. We brought together a handful of them um, from Pakistan, outside Pakistan to talk about what this Web3 thing is. Uh, what does it mean? What what do you need to do? How does it link to the internet economy where it is today? And the output of that was a paper that explains that cryptocurrency is just the foundation of the Web3 economy, that this connects with the broader internet creative economy that Pakistanis are earning from. We have the talent pool, as we talked about just now, that the median age is under 25. They're tech savvy. They have internet. Um, they a lot of them are freelancers in the internet economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know the idea was that core core push that we were making was that let's have a policy framework for the Web three economy that is biased towards innovation and entrepreneurship, not a ban. Because ye jo log Web three a lot of projects will go bust. There will be all sorts of stories related to it, which is what happens with innovation, regardless of the sector you're in. But a lot of their earnings will be in crypto assets because yeah. you're participating in the blockchain economy, right? So you earn in that. So you need on and off ramps into crypto to fiat, Pakistani rupee. Yeah, yeah. So what we basically did was very simplistic back of the envelope calculation that says, look, if over 20 years, Pakistan can have a concerted effort to develop Web3 developer talent. Start with 100, keep doubling it every year. You look at about 300, 400,000 uh, Web3 developers participating in the global economy. They earn a specific amount of money, 30,000 at the beginning dollars in annual earnings. Yeah. It grows over time through inflation. Yeah. Um, so the collective part of that potential is over 20 years is $100 billion. Just yeah. in earnings, which yeah. is export earnings for Pakistan, which we need. We haven't even touched on um, investment new firms being set up, crypto startups, asset valuation gains from Bitcoin and Ethereum and others. None of that. It's just, it's just like develop right? And the recommendations there were like, look, we already have the building blocks to do that. We have Nadra, so you can implement yeah. Know Your Customer uh, on crypto exchanges. Uh, we have existing SECP laws to protect investors, um, extend that to crypto. We have existing laws against money laundering and traceability of assets that can be extended through regulated crypto exchanges. Um, and oh, by the way, that solves a lot of the speculation and money laundering concerns Pakistanis may have because the logic is very simple, right? If I ban money launderer. So FINA, investigate if I say that those 
फेयर तरीके से क्रिप्टो इकोनॉमी को टच करना चाहते हैं आपके लिए नादरा वेरिफिकेशन है आप बाइनास रजिस्टर्ड है या कॉइन बेस रजिस्टर्ड एंटिटी आप उससे ट्रेड करते हैं एटी टू नाइनटी परसेंट लोग हमारे जैसे वो उधर चले जाएंगे तो फिर एफ के पास क्या कूल रहेगा दस का जो उसने मॉनिटर करना है वट्स अ बेटर यूज ऑफ रिसोर्सेज Yeah, going yeah. after all hundred or ten, right? So that's the type of recommendations we're making, and the goal is through the working paper, like let's have a more mature conversation about this versus just saying that ये तो मतलब वाहियात है और सट्टेबाजी है और इसको तो ban ही होना चाहिए क्योंकि इसकी कोई value नहीं है. अगर हम ये करेंगे, तो it'll be the same thing. हम दस साल बाद उठेंगे और कहेंगे कि यार ये क्या हम miss कर गए हमें तो पहले investment करने जो हमने किया internet economy के साथ. India ने Infosys बनाया, Wipro बनाया, सब बनाया. we were behind we didn't invest we didn't build the talent we didn't build the rails and so we're suffering today because of that right and this is where everyone is on the same line starting yeah. point yeah 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 and we have the resources to do it so let's do it and and, and let's have be more creative about it and with the crypto thing i think it's there's a lot of yeah speculation and everything and the values go up and down and that's all true but i think much of it is also partially because it's not regulated as heavily by countries or economies as regular money is and once that regulation comes in which it will given how much money is flowing around and gay money laundering concerns whatever then you know then it will become a standard in many there is some country that officially ecuador i don't know some country i read el salvador el salvador yeah yeah they officially accepted what bitcoin or just the concept of crypto bitcoin yeah so it's not that 15 year ago 2009 wala bitcoin where people are like what is this and the number of people participating is so small ki you can ignore it um and my exposure obviously has just been more in the nft space because i look more at creatives and creators but that's just also one aspect of it aur usme itne paise hain um that people are you know just pooling into it that it just become unignorable even if you don't agree with you know how things are run yeah and that will go away because then people who make laws make policies kalivo decoder ka jo podcast hai nilay wala he did a thing with somebody who deals in ip law professor of ip law and they were talking about you know yeah nft or crypto space mm-hmm. and how wisconsin has acceptance of i think uh, cryptocurrencies or daos uh, but other states don't but ab ek ho gaya where there were zero now there's one state and you know now it's just going to flow all over as, yeah. as as soon as you get a framework around it so what are the hurdles for this happening in pakistan because my thing in pakistan is nobody will do anything unless unko apna koi fayda dikhe yeah so look before uh, on that look nft wala point right i've argued privately to so many people before the psl began yeah so i was like the pcb should nft the heck out of psl right it would give earnings it would get the more eyeballs it would get attention it would increase significantly the valuation of the teams of psl itself which is the ultimate goal right it's a franchise yeah. model matlab unki value grow nahi karti to league grow nahi karegi right yeah but they can't do that because the regulations aren't in place the state yeah. bank has said we don't believe in this blah 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 so they're shying away from it right? which is a missed opportunity in my view the hurdles essentially are twofold one that the debate has been dominated by bakar zaka for lack of a better term um it, so it it becomes very like you know comical in that sense ke matlab kya matlab kya ho raha hai 
Dusra, which is more significant than that, is that the state bank, like all central banks around the world, including the Indian Reserve Bank of India, um, are very conservative and they don't like this stuff because it undermines their sovereignty over money yeah. Yeah. policy, which is their institutional, you know, mandate. Hoga um, yeah. That's what we're trying. We try to do with the paper was that let's not make a sophisticated model. Let's simply put out the export earning opportunity. Right, because that's the way to get the hook into the policymaker to say, look, like, matlab, you need exports. Yeah, you need well-paying jobs for your youth. That's yeah. what you've promised. That's yeah. what you have been unable to deliver. This stuff is things where you just need a policy. You don't even need to develop an SEZ and bring in Walmart to come and invest into you or Amazon or PayPal. This is simply like, matlab, ye guardrails hai aur aap apna kaam kare. and people will figure it out. Right, it'll build on its own. And so that's, I think, the way to incentivize them to think differently, which I think they are. Um, I've had some conversations with people um, who say that makes a lot of sense and let's try to experiment. Now, how quickly that moves is going to be a battle internally because the state bank is so gung-ho against this. Yeah. Um, but what happened in India, for example, gives me um, some level of optimism where there was a push last year, tail end of last year, to ban... Um, crypto um rbi was very gung-ho about it the policymakers then intervened and tried to understand what's going on and they fundamentally got it from an economic opportunity and transformation potential point of view and so they told everybody who was on the naysayer side of the argument to back off right. and let's figure out a way to guard against the legitimate risks and boost innovation in this way so india moved on it they're taxing crypto asset capital gains now at 30 percent and it's all part of this growing conversation there about how to regulate this. I think we can do the same. Um, but the question is how quickly do we move? And again, the problem will be if we don't move quickly or we go towards a ban, we will miss out, not only miss out on the opportunity, but a lot of legitimate savings will be pushed into the crypto economy, which will then be black. And eventually we will say that we amnesty because we need do you think you'll be devoting more Pakistani time to this in the coming months? Yeah, I'm going to do one uh, with Saladin Khwaja. He was a contributor um, to the report um, and came up with the model, simplistic model, but he has other views on exponentiality. So I'm probably going to have him in the next couple of weeks to okay. talk about this. Um, and, and yeah, the, the goal is to like talk more about emerging stuff. And so startups where we're going, like one thing I'm toying around with as an idea is like our startup ecosystem has blown up fantastic 300 million. Um, there are still significant barriers into the next round of growth, yeah. um, which is the way I want to frame that question is what does it take to get to a unicorn? Mm. And what, you know, like, a, and sustain like a billion dollars in startup funding. Yeah. And how do we get there? And sustainability, and, and, pe, there are questions in Pakistan. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I want to do is like, you know, we and again, we as a society are not really good at it is like long term thinking, which is like, okay, 300, eventually billion. I'm convinced of that fact. To get rid of the barriers that may come up at the billion level, that might be ultimate goal kya startup ka IPO pe jana hai na. Yeah. So there's a lot of hurdles in between series ABC and an IPO. So I want to talk to people to understand what they think these hurdles are and then come up with recommendations to say, look, like we can start removing them today. 
Why wait right. until 2026 when right. we have to remove them? If we do start right. removing them today, people will more people will pay attention and the funding will just come in faster and it'll be high quality. So let's do it now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else that you want to talk about that we haven't covered? No, I think we touched on a lot of things. This was great. So yeah, I don't know if you yeah. had other questions or not. Uh, not at this time, but I think I will as your, because I'm interested in now against my initial will, I was like, oh, what is this NFT bullshit? Like, you know, people are buying monkeys. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've eventually, I've, I've come around to the thing where, you know, it doesn't matter whether I agreed with the initial participants uh, and their vibe, because vibe is a big thing on the internet. Yeah. But like, the thing is real. And, you know, it's better to learn now rather than, you know, yep. for apne hubris may just ignore it and then be a latecomer. So I'll be interested in following up on that. And the startup yeah. space is also something I'm interested in because abhi jab Pakistan mein tha, I had, you know, I saw what's happening with Kareem and uh, these transport sort of gig economy kind of companies. And somebody in the startup space were like, bro, the masla hai Pakistan mein where startups come, they get the funding, but they never get to that self-sustaining sort of role. Um, and they're just dependent on the next round of funding and the next, just to survive. Um, so yeah, those are, I think, some interesting things that I'll try and follow yeah. up and with you as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, happy to. And I think on the startup sustainability side, look, one thing that I've heard consistently, and this is not the ecosystem, the broader economy problem, right, is that Pakistan, I mean, this is UN research, which shows that Pakistan is probably the only economy in the South Asian region, barring Afghanistan, with a shrinking middle class. Um, and if you have a shrinking middle class and you already average revenue per user is like cents on the dollar compared yeah. to other markets. Yeah. If your ARPU is not growing, mm. how will the startup grow? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Ultimately, startup ka goal has network scale effects to a large middle class. So if middle class is not growing, healthy. Nahi hai. Yeah. So startup yeah. ultimately any business in that economy will struggle because long ago pesa nahi hai. Ar log yeah. matlab is waqt petrol ke paise aur aate ke paise mein phase hue hain. Yeah. Paise mein phase hain. To kya kharch karenge? That's what happened with uh, Kareem, right? It was great. Everyone was very happy. Then people started complaining it's getting too expensive. Then drivers started complaining that we're not getting you know paid well enough. Bonuses aren't coming. Things are rising. We're all going to in driver. And now Kareem yeah. Kapoor gardening will be in yeah. Karachi and now Islamabad as well. It's very hard, yeah. Yeah. Wow. how long in driver, yeah. <laughs> how, how we'll, well see. they do. But okay, anywhere, uh, I'm going to link your report on crypto, um, your channel, anything anything else that you want to reference? No, I out? think we're good. We're good. Okay, okay. Thank you very much. Uh, no, thanks for having me again. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're stuck now um, yeah but yeah okay so that's it TBR pod thank you very much links everything in uh, below as usual and if you have any questions find us there and uh, accuse him of being an agent <laughs> at least I'll get the conversation started so there's all thank you very much for the office take care for the office